the best flow mm-hmm. And they say XO Sensi Star Jones here with the Keep It Love Crew podcast. I have a special podcast today. Today, all the way, all the way from Canada, we have on the line a very special individual who has a journey like no other. This journey is all about photography. We have way up in Canada, Miss Yanisa, okay? She is not only the only a perfect street photographer that I've interviewed and met so far in my journey of podcasting. But she has such an interesting story that I would like for her to share on top of our podcast. Miss Yanisa, welcome to the podcast. And I just have so much questions to ask you. I know that uh, you're probably saying you don't know what's going on. Uh, Sensi, I want to rip you apart. <laughs> but here, the, the floor is yours. <laughs> and introduce yourself to our listening audience, and we'll get straight into it, Anisa. Thank you, Sensi. It's an absolute pleasure and honor to be on your show. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this conversation goes. And um, I'm happy to share my story with your audience. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Yanisa. Thank you for that. No, I, I, I've met you and I've, I've met you on, on Twitter uh, as I go and I, I've looked at uh, different individuals in, in different, uh, I should say, aspects within art. And now you're a photographer and photography and the way I see how you portray and bring across you, the pictures to the audience is more of a, a, a black and white type of digital uh with a lot of shadow um and shades Yanisa so give me a little more history of how you got into photography um and where uh, your teachers or or your mentors that got you into the field of photography um yeah wow well first off thank you for uh the positive feedback you know it's very heartwarming i just invest a lot of myself in my photography, a lot of love and passion, a lot of uh, blood, blood, sweat and tears goes into my artwork. So thank you so much, Sensi. And where do I start? Like, um, you know, <laughs> you know, I always grew up around uh, visual arts, you know, so it's always something I've just been immersed in seeing, say, my mother, who uh, also was into visual arts uh, as an amateur and also uh, professionally, uh, depending on the discipline. But, you know, on the regular, uh, I'd see her uh, cut up her uh, models and uh, fabrics and uh, go through magazines and design clothing. Uh, Our household was filled uh, with, you know, just visual arts of all sorts from uh, paintings to artifacts to uh, sculptures. Wow. So it's always been around me, but I never actually envisioned being a visual artist. Frankly, I did not know what I'd want to do growing up. And so being uh, the good Sagittarius that I am, I love to explore different things. You know, I've been uh, into, you know, like sports, Uh, I've been into radio as well. I've been into, you know, like being a stage technician, like we could go on and on and on. 
But really, I would say that um, my real journey started about eight years ago. I thought that I'd still uh, stay in communications, right? So it was a time where I was uh, soul searching and I joined a public relations program. And through that program, I found an internship that led me right to photography. So basically my boss pride a camera into my hands and the rest was wow. history. I never, I never looked back from there. And I was just like, just, you know, thrown into that world. And um, I just became obsessed. So I first started doing <laughs> event and sports photography, okay. uh, event photography, because that was just a part of my internship. So going to various events across town and, um, you know, documenting it all kind of like from a photojournalistic standpoint. And I uh, eventually did sports photography because I had athletes uh, within my family that were doing big things, so championships and whatnot. So I captured these things. Um, and all, all of that, you know what I mean, is um, it, it can be, you know, reflects through my work because my work is just a reflection of my inner world and my life experiences and my roots, right? And so then shortly after, I really delved into, you know, music photography. So working with uh, fellow uh, vocal artists, uh, creatives uh, within the music industry, and uh, especially concert photography, because I'm such a huge melomaniac. I love music. And so it was just the perfect way to reconcile uh, two passions of mine, which are visuals and music, right? And so from then on... Um, working for different festivals and uh, publications, and uh, eventually um, started focusing on portraiture, especially the last two, three years with everything we've been going on as a, that's been going on, you know, um, as a global community, uh, I've been a lot more reclusive. And so I've been focusing on studio work and just one-on-one -on -one type of intimate settings and and photo shoots you know and that comes so. across with the pictures that you have and that's right that's that's, that's something special and that's what I, I when when i when i met you when i spoke to you the first time i mean um in those environments there it's, it's a free speech environment you're not into any type of uh, work mode or you're just you know free speech creative culture but when I scanned through the, your, your, your media, I was like, wow, this is very intimate. This is a very black and white touching. You know, it, it soothes the soul when you watch some of the pictures. What comes across, you can see exactly the expression of that artist, of, of what that individual character is portraying. And I was like, wow, you know, you see a lot of black and white portraits. Some may have a lot more light on them. Some may have a lot more um, a hue, you know. But for yours, um, I don't know what type of camera or, or you're using, but we'll get into that shortly. I'd like to know what was your first camera that was handed to you because you did touch on, on, on sports and you were a sports photographer. So that's very interesting to capture those um, speed of light moments. You know, you have to have a very steady hand to catch that moment. Maybe if it's football, basketball, soccer, uh, to catch that moment that will captivate the audience. But now, to talk about, you're saying that you, you, you tend to do more studio, your work. Is that more where I can say you feel more comfortable now? You know, where you can 
I say control your breathing, control your aspects, get your creative thoughts together. Um, or, or, or is that just something you uh, are testing the waters now with visual arts? Uh, yes. Well, you know, first off, yeah, definitely, Sensi. I'm looking forward to like sharing and really going in deeper about, you know, like uh, say like the camera I use and yes, the sports photography. There's just so much to talk about. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yes, uh, and, and I really do want to touch on my obsession with black and white photography. Like I have several theories um, about that. But yeah, um, back to like uh, your your question. You know, I guess like my personality has changed too over the years. You know, like um, I was just uh, stating, you know, this quote, which is like uh, the only constant is change. Right? We all know that one, and it it applies to human beings as well. Like we we change over the years, and um, I feel like the best way I can communicate. Um, some of the things I do is through studio uh, work, like some of the messages I want to um, communicate to the public is especially through just one-on-one -on -one intimate uh, type of photo shoots. Um, but, you know, I don't like to box myself in uh, because, you know, at a moment's notice, I can be seen at a concert doing uh, some, you know, concert photography. But yes, you know, especially like uh, in the last three years, uh, with everything that's been going on, I haven't been able to work events and concerts as much as I used to, right? And so I kind of had to uh, transform. I took it as an, a, an opportunity to reinvent myself. And uh, as you said, test the waters. So something I used to do like once in a blue moon is something I decided to just uh, mainly focus on. So I was, you know, calling... Um, fellow creatives in my local community, uh, like models, you know, friends, um, makeup artists, dancers, uh, all types of creatives I could, you know, just collaborate with and sharpen my skills with, right? Yes. So like the portraits that you see um, first on my Twitter are just a recollection of the last couple of years, you know what I mean? Um, me kind of like finding my creative voice because I was just so used to documenting uh, whatever was just going on, right? I'm just so used to having a photojournalistic or documentary uh, perspective or angle. So this was my chance to really refine my creative side and, and work with my imagination, right? Not to say that you don't do that when you uh, work, like, say, assignments, doing photojournalism or, or, you know, anything related to that. But when you're doing, like, fine art, it's a whole different game, right? So Correct. Yeah, because like, then you have to, because when you're doing a concert shoot, you know, one, the audience or the, I, I should say, the user of the content provider as any of these um, individuals, when we, we, we see it, we already have a mustard seed in our head. Okay. It's a rock concert. It might be a, 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 a Caribbean event. It might be a, a rap event. It might be any type of event. So we already have a, 
a wanting to understand, okay, what can we see? We're not going to go deep and depict and look at minute characters or this person has a water bottle or this person over that the speaker is turned upside down. You know, we're just looking at the whole picture as general. Now, simplistically speaking, when you're doing something visual now, one-on-one, I see that you have a a piece here um, where you have the lady where she is now... um, semi you know uh clothing off but you're 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 depicting of how strong she is you see that's what i see in the picture but when you're taking these intimate pictures one-on-one you have to take your time and 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 you you're you, the, the photographer now have to use that eye to captivate me uh you know the person on the other end that is watching it to say wow you know the zoom might have to be perfect the lighting may have to be turned a different angle you know, the shading in the back, you're going to give me that more um, as we're talking about that intimate, because this is this is how one on one black and white pictures are. They, they have this more intimate feeling. They, they open emotions uh, mm-hmm. within individuals and, and, and you captivate that very well from uh, from all of the angles, meaning you've been in different industries within photography, sports, entertainment, music. Um, and now that the pandemic has brought you where you can hone in all of that, we're seeing that in your work. And I'm saying now this is something unique now that you're even stepping into the, the space of, of web t- from web two to web three now, because we can touch on your NFTs now. And for collectors, this is an artist that you will want to keep your eye out for, for what she has um, coming along the pipeline, as we will say, Yanisa. Thank you so much, Sunsi. And you said it best earlier, you know, you have to take your time. Um, When you are with models or a single model, you're not going to get the shot you're looking for right away. It's all about how do you break the ice? uh, How do you have a model feel uh, confident in your presence and willing to trust you enough to bear her vulnerable side because you know they're figuratively speaking getting naked in the sense that you know they're opening up to you and showing you sides they don't usually um do to to you know whoever or the public so it's a very special moment and i'm honored every single time that people are willing to come to me and uh get this comfortable around me you know I take great pride in that. That is something wonderful, Yanisa, and a lot of photography, because photography, they, it, it, I do not like when they tie photography into journalism. It, mm. I see that all the time, maybe as you know on radio, you know, you may have a journalist come in and you, they may have some great pictures, you know, and Oh, they'll say, oh, I did that. Or, or they'll say, oh, that, that's from my team or I have this good photographer. But they don't really give the photographer the credit for the creative, artistic side of that picture, of that, uh, of that shot, right? So for, for me, when I look at a, a photographer, and now we can talk about visual arts now because I can take a picture of a flower with a camera, a Canon, a Rebel, maybe whichever one digitalize it oh yes that is a photo right now if i want to take a 
a, a captivate a visual photography or I want to captivate a visual photo. Now, that's going to take a lot more intense, uh, one, motion timing, and one, again, the right uh, tools, correct? You know, you might need a perfect camera for certain zooms, as we're talking about. We might need, um, I'm not a photographer, so I, I should only understand how complex it is to get certain because when I see your picture, I can feel an emotion. Maybe whatever emotion uh, I can feel at the time. So I will as educationally assume anyone else that watches that picture can feel an emotion also because I feel it, right? So now when you have your equipment, certain equipment does certain things to manipulate certain uh, layers of light. For you, how did you start with your equipment? Because to get a, a, a master eye, a perfect eye as yours, um, what equipment did you start out first that you were very comfortable with uh, and then you stepped up with, with, with the equipment aspects of the game? You know, Sensi, I'd like to start by quoting a fellow photographer friend who always says uh, the best um, camera a photographer can have is the camera he has on him or on her or on them. So basically, it's really just about being present, being aware, and uh, having your camera with you and being just ready to capture that moment, right? So, of course, you know, as you mentioned, yes, you know, we, we all like to have, say, you know, the, Mo the Mercedes or the Rolls Royce of cameras, and, and, and whatnot, but, or, and the software along with it and everything else. But really it's all about just the emotion that you can capture and that you can communicate to the audience. And so, you know, like I first started like very young, like, you know, I, it's something I would do leisurely. Um, it was just a thing, you know, I had like this little Polaroid camera. Uh, every once in a while, I'd get a little disposable Kodak camera that you could get from the drug uh, store. Yes. I get it developed there, you, you know, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> I'm an 80s baby, so I remember the analog days, right? Yes. And so <laughs> basically, I had my little uh, disposable camera I'd get, and, you know, it was just shooting friends and, and family and whatnot, but it's just something I do leisurely. And during my teenage years, I got this little Polaroid camera, you know, for instant uh, photos. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, quick little anecdote, you know, like my friends and I would have fun going to our favorite like retail stores. We'd try on different clothes. We'd have our own little fashion show going on. We'd take photos with our Polaroids and then make our own little editorials and whatnot, <laughs> you know, from, from the ugliest outfit to like the most expensive and, and luxurious one we could find. So yeah. that was our little thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, did I ever think that it would uh, blossom into, you know, my, my vocation? Uh, not for a second. You know, my mother had uh, this old uh, film camera, this Canon, and I liked toying with it, but I never actually used it. It mm -hmm. wasn't until I, um, it wasn't until like eight years ago, um, and during my internship that I started using a camera. So my first one was actually a Nikon. So it was a Nikon camera uh, that I had uh, borrowed from a friend. And uh, sadly, it got stolen. It got stolen from somebody I thought I could trust. 
thankfully. No, yep, they're on the wrong cameras. Mm, I mm. know, ultimate betrayal. How could you just steal an artist's tool, right? Cameras, someone will steal a camera faster than they will steal a phone, a computer, any other piece of equipment. Uh, within the the entertainment field, you know that that and, yeah. and people don't think about that because the lens on certain cameras, whew, oh my! I know <laughs> exactly, Sensi. The the lens is is oftentimes more expensive than the actual body um, of the of camera. The camera. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, that is that that is something that we don't hear a lot about that you know and, and <laughs> i know the dark side uh, the dark side of uh, the industry but it comes with the territory that's why you got to you know you got to stay on your p's and q's you got to watch over your stuff but um yeah unfortunately got stolen uh but you know thankfully uh my uh brother my brother had uh this canon t3i it's funny you mentioned it earlier but he had this, this canon uh rebel t3i I told him about, you know, the whole uh, incident. And he was like, yo, l- listen, sis, here. Uh, I mean, this is my little camera here, but um, take it, you know, and, and run with it. And and that's what I did. That, that little camera brought me a whole lot of places until I eventually upgraded to a Canon 7D, okay. which, is what I cur- which is what I currently use. I will eventually upgrade to a full frame camera when, um, you know, like I, I can manifest uh, the funds for it because, uh, you know, I, I didn't I didn't pick the, the cheapest um, career. That's for sure. Like if you if you want to do commercial work, especially uh, the gear you'll have to get can be quite pricey. So that's that's what I'm trying to manifest this year, a full frame camera. Uh, but in the meantime, I am uh, exploring film uh, cameras. So I literally I actually got a little camera, uh, a little Canon uh, AE1. Uh, with some black and white films, so I'm playing around with that right now. Oh, so you're gonna now? So you're gonna actually be developing your own? Um, that's what you're gonna be doing, dark rooming, or is this what you're I... going to? This is <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This is what you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> you are really <laughs> wow. Okay, so okay, so now I hope so. I really do hope so. Um, for now, mm. for the beginning, I have uh, a very special spot where I can get it developed, but I eventually want to get the space that I can have my own dark room and develop it myself because, you know, I'm all about, you know, just being, um, you know, doing the process from A to Z. Like, I, I like yes. being a one-woman show, you know? Yeah, but so, and, 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 you know, I, I, you're, 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 very, you're very headstrong. You're very headstrong. Thank you're very you. powerful. Uh, but all that power also needs to have torque mm-hmm. and you have to understand. And I like to, to tell this with all the, the females I, I, I speak to on the podcast, that power needs to have torque and that torque will sometimes be needing a team. And although we are headstrong in what we do, we still have to have time out to make sure that we can't always understand what the process is. And we can't always do it by ourselves because at the end of the night, when you go to sleep, you may go to sleep by yourself or you may go to sleep with a companion where you can spread and understand what you have and what you're manifesting. So by that being said, you're going to have what you need because you are on such of a, a strong path that 
it's going to take uh, so much torque to 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 propel that power and continue to hold that power <laughs> okay because yeah. you can't win a race without torque you can you can't win a race without having torque you know you may have power power keeps you going but the torque pushes you back to your seat for a long distance <laughs> so yes that's that's what it is and with that dark room and, and and with the lighting that you're going to have now i'm going to touch on it because black and white developed dark room photos as 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 we can say developed photos in a dark room with specific cameras and gear in music they depict a powerful message as the album cover they set, that sets the tone for how that album uh, will, 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 will be. Now, coming to an NF, now let's move forward now and an audience keep up with us because now we're going to go into, as we say now, and cross over to Web3 now. Now, go into an NFT space where you're digitalizing and decentralizing um, ownership. You're putting yourself in a very powerful position for being now let's talk about the strong positive side headstrong of what you're doing because this is what the intellectual rarity property comes in from the nft now because now with your photography i don't have to vest into the nft which is a non-fungible uh, token i can now vest into the creator right the creator now i'm so interested in the creator because the creator is interested in her in, in his or herself now and that's where you set the bar for photography in the space think about that's it that's right that's right <laughs> that's right and you know since you were just saying how you know with that power you have you need that torque in order to you know propel it and I feel that's what the NFT um, community is. It's the community you need to push your artwork mm -hmm. and your brand yourself uh, forward. So it's given me that extra fuel I needed, right? In order to get that uh, exposure, that visibility, and eventually uh, the, the, the collectors, the sales that I needed, right? Yes. So I definitely, I wholeheartedly uh, agree with what you just said. Because now it has so much uh, developed apps in, within the space. You can now, uh, Yanisa, uh, this is no type of legal terminology. You can, educationally speaking, you can crowdfund for a whole darkroom project. And your project for your darkroom will be consisting of visual captivated aspects of your community tangibly if you choose to uh, you can pick any type of uh, essence to portray a storyline of how your project will come through even how you have to get the dark room you know the steps that you may have to take to get that dark room um, and you put that in as the project and, and see if we can move that along. You know, you're into music. We, as you, as you, you know, you're a radio host. You've worked on radio. Um, you can look into ways of doing that too. Um, you have such of a wide field that 
you're in such of a good uh, plain area that's opened and it's uh, not much uh, individuals. This is the third, uh, uh, I should say, guest that I have on the podcast that's into photography. And, um, you know, where you stand with what you're saying, um, you have the, the capabilities to, to uh, let's, let, let's just say, instant gratification on your end. Uh, so think about that. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, uh, that's actually a very good uh, solution, too. And crowdfunding is something I've been looking into, never something I've actually tried yet. So because I've been looking for the right opportunity for it, but uh, this, this, this could be it. This could be it, Sensi. So we'll see. Yes, yes. Because now, when you develop your team, you're going to, to look for interns, just as you've been an intern. What would you look for? Okay, because now this is a powerful house we're playing with. Um, what, would, what, what characteristics would you look for within an intern to be a part of your team? That's a great question. And quite frankly, one I haven't really uh, delved into because I've been so used to doing uh, everything on my own. But, you know, just um, from experience and just from my personal professional baggage, what I'd say is I'm looking, I'd be looking for someone that has thick skin, you know, someone yeah. uh, that definitely uh, knows how to stay grounded uh, because there are um, times or situations, circumstances that might have you, that could lead you astray, right? Mm -hmm. That could um, have you forget why you're doing things in the first place. So it's about being thick-skinned and, and headstrong. Um, I would say authenticity as well, because it just works no uh, matter what area of life we're talking about you know uh just be, being comfortable with yourself uh being comfortable um just uh expressing yourself as you are so it's about you know embracing your truth and standing in your own power you know so that's those are that those are three characteristics that i would say are um you know foolproof you know Yes. And that, those are some very strong characteristics, too, because you're not only given the opportunity when that time comes, but you can look in the mirror and see who you are and where you came from, because you can give those characteristics straight down. You know exactly, well, this is who I am. Um, this is what I will look for. And this is what I know can work. Uh, and some That's individuals right. in, in, in photography now, because to be a photographer now, okay, especially a photographer, a freelance photographer. Now, we're not talking about we have certain photographers that understand the whole or, or I should say education. They're, 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 they have the understanding, the educational understanding of the business side, the financial business side of how to set up uh, entities, right? Uh, may they use business credit, may they leverage their personal credit. We have others that do freelance. That freelance may be uh, having a harder time to kick off uh, their careers 
or we can say the freelancers in certain uh, areas may be or, or, or in certain niche will, will have a, a quicker turnaround on funding uh, mm. because of where they are, right? But the whole basis of a photographer to pick up a camera every day, work for yourself, that's not a very, nothing in life is easy, but this is a very interested and dedicated um, this is what you have to do. Some people will say dedication uh, plays the key, but dedication Definitely. is the, the only key that you should focus on when in, in photography because that's the only thing that will make it. Now, in music, you don't have to be dedicated in music. It has so much aspects and different uh, entities and tools that you can say. I can say A, B, C, D, send it to this person. They can do what they have to do. I don't have to be dedicated to that. They can say abc on the computer right i can market it on itself and it's sold but if you are a organic dedicated visual artist that's where the quality uh the experience and not only the experience but the financial leadership stands out mm. that's where it stands out and for the space that we're talking about now within the NFT space and the NFT space now, as you said, propelled you now. It gave you the trampoline to, to show that, hey, I have no fear. Self-confidence is here. I, I broke all the barriers of lack and distrust. I can now do this. Um, a lot of that is going to take creative planning and exposure to more individuals right so how do you go about in collaborating when you're going about your projects is these some things that you stick uh or do you work with a set of individuals that you know maybe artist models um i know that you do a lot of street work what are some of the upcoming street work projects that you have in your pipeline um, I know you're in, you're in Canada, maybe may, may any part in Canada, we know we have uh, a graphic, uh, I should say graffiti, uh, we have a lot of, of, of different um, aspects of that, that area that, that you can capture black and white. Do you have any of these um, projects or any of, 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 of these photos uh, in the coming future? I do, I do. And, you know, dedication is definitely the word. Uh, you do need to be very dedicated. You need to be perseverant doing this uh, because things will not happen overnight. Uh, thankfully, with the evolution of uh, technology, uh, it makes things a lot easier for, uh, well, most of us, especially creatives. Um, Web3 and NFTs um, are now making it a possibility for many, many, many artists uh, to finally gain uh, the creative and financial freedom uh, they've been yearning for. And that applies to me as well. You know, I've been doing freelance work for the last uh, eight years, you know, sometimes full-time, sometimes part-time, depending on the seasons and everything, right? And also, depending on the city uh, I'm in, so basically, it's been it's been a, a long uh, and an arduous uh, journey, but very, very, very rewarding. You know what I mean? 
Yes. And I feel as if NFTs have come in now uh, at, a, at a point in my career uh, where I'm ready to take it on and, and take my uh, body of work and everything I've just learned in the last eight years to another level, right? So it's definitely um, allowing me to use all of the, the, the tools that I've garnered uh, over the years, right? When it comes to marketing myself, uh, when it comes to curating my work, my own work, uh, when it comes to uh, networking with uh, fellow creatives and collectors, Everything that I've been working on with my business, right? Yes. Everything uh, is now uh, being used and put in practice within the NFT space, and um, and it's very and and honestly, the the seeds that I've sown are bearing fruit now. You know what I'm saying? And I'm so thankful for it. So, yes, like the evolution of technology is making it making things a lot easier for the rest of us. Um, the fact that, you know, even just with your smartphone, you can document things in your local area and share it with the rest of the world. You know, some of the best photographers I know, say within the NFT community, only use their phones to capture and edit uh, their, their photography that they then sell, right? Yes. So it's, it, you know, things are limitless now. And I do have a bunch of things coming up because uh, a lot of the work that I just have lying dormant in my hard drives are things that I captured just for the fun of it or just, you know, because uh, I was in that vibe because I just wanted to sharpen my skills. So basically, I now have the opportunity to take all of this material, curate it and monetize it. And so, yes, wow. you know, to, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see your gallery when it opens. Ooh, I oh can't my wait. gosh. Sensi, I have so many plans for y'all. Like I really do. Um, you know, like as you can see, for example, on my OpenSea, uh, on the OpenSea platform, I have two collections. Uh, one is uh, first one, which is my street photography. I decided to start with New York City and there's many uh, other uh, places coming up. And then the second collection available is my portraiture. And there's more of that coming up too. So it's like I'm, I'm pacing myself. I'm actually pacing myself. Or else you'd see uh, dozens of collections available now. But you know what I mean? I'm slowly unveiling uh, my work. You can kind of get the gist of it going on, um, on my website where my, my portfolio is. But um, yeah, I'm just slowly, you know, just giving y'all the goods. And uh, yeah, like there's, there's much, much more coming up. Like, like you said, you know, um, even where I'm at, you know, in Canada, it's, it's like there's just so much talent here. There's just so much to see, so much to share. A lot that's going on in a time in need. But for right now, Yanisa, it's all about you and your projects, your whole journey, your visual art aspects um you've done such uh you have such an amazing journey with a career from internship to sports to 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 uh multimedia 
Um, I know the documentary with what you're going to be doing, because if you have a black, black and white room, you're developing your photos. This is the perfect documentary setting. <laughs> Those, I, that's going to be something just just me talking of things that I see um, just by the power of you and, and your aspects and, and how your creative work is. I would love to say that um, before we leave, I would like you to. Uh, tell our listening audience where they can find you on all social media platforms. But before I get into that, I have one more question to ask you. And this is the question I, I've, I've, I've wanted to find out from you now. And um, being that you're, you're, you're a visual artist, all right? We're in 2022, technology's on the rise. Uh, we know it's not the technology, but it's the person behind the technology, it's the person behind the lens. Do you see the art coming back to its organic phase as we move further within technology? Or has technology now, yes, made it easier or watered down um, the lifestyle of a photographer? Because to me, um, before, I, before you answer that question, to me, you know, Technology is, is great, but you see what you're doing tangibly as that black and white. Those are things that Web3, although it says can curate and hold a lifetime, I think that tangible emotional effect is where um, the curator will have more of a, a leverage. Now, do you see that coming from uh, your journey within the field or is it now where their technology is taking it over to a different level you know as i like to say everything has a double-edged sword right everything mm -hmm. is a double-edged sword meaning there's always a good and bad side to all things you know we're in the realm of duality so everything has a dualistic nature but yes although there might be dark sides i actually see it as a, an artistic or cultural renaissance mm. um, mm -hmm. more mm -hmm. than ever, you know, you have artists that are uh, gaining, as I said earlier, right. That creative and financial freedom yep. uh, doing what is most purposeful to them. And it's a beautiful thing seeing that type of story on a regular basis. Like it's, it's, you and know, think, it's. Uh, although it's simple, I think that's the right word story photographers are the photography field now is telling the story that it yeah. like that's what it is it, the storytelling behind photography now is back exactly and and you know why because of that creative and financial freedom that web3 um is giving the giving us the opportunity mm -hmm. to attain uh now it's like I, man, we could have gone on for another two hours about this, but <laughs> now, you know what I mean? I'm, it's, it's, it's beautiful how I'm not so worried about uh, getting uh, the next gig mm. uh, to feed myself or, um, you know, I mean, to sustain myself. I know that I can do something absolutely beautiful stemming from my imagination the way I envision it, and somebody out there will resonate with it and collect it. Mm -hmm. The way wealth is being re redistributed, the way uh, people are connecting amongst each other and elevating and uplifting each other's careers is like I've never seen before. 
Um, so I would say we're going through an artistic renaissance, you know, and as more people get into Web3, um, it, it'll only get just better or that's what I wish for. You know what I mean? Yes. And yes, you know, just to touch on the black and white work I do real quick, you know, some, the thing about black and white is just that it's, it's the timelessness about it that attracts me uh, to it. It's, it's the fact that it's just such a, a classic um, aesthetic. It doesn't matter if you see the photograph today, 50 years from now, it'll still um, resonate with the audience and it'll, it'll, it'll just still look just as beautiful. You see what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with trends or anything like that. It's just all about the emotion. I feel you on the artistic side of things. For me personally, the, the, the storytelling, I see that the photography industry now is back on the rise uh, with the creative aspects of art. Um, the reason I say that is because now that stories can be told, it's not so much anymore of taking your camera getting a quick shot, digitalizing it, uploading it, and try to sell it as a download on one of these centralized sites. Now, it's those centralized sites were so saturated with, uh, how I should say, fake stories behind the lens. Yeah, that's what I, I, I postcard stories. That's what was there a lot, you know? And the postcard stories, they're good, you know, but when you want to captivate a whole audience and younger generation, uh, that is into technology so strong heartedly. Um, it's a task to, 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 to captivate a child in a book when they have an iPhone that they can scroll with their finger. But now, when you're seeing these photos that are coming out in maybe even digital magazines now, right? We're not talking about Photoshop and we're not talking about, you know, they're taking maybe lightly editing, but we're talking about organic pictures here now, audience. OK, um, the organicness of the life and the creative aspects of the pictures are back again. And to get original copies of most of these photographers that are arising are the thing to do right now that can be tangible. You know, and um, I see for myself that these things can be um, implemented anytime, you know, anywhere. And I, 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 I look further, which I can will, will now introduce and, and say on the podcast for part two of this interview, because within the third quarter and fourth quarter of this year, um, your story is going to expand, <laughs> Yanisa. So. Yeah. Um, if you like, uh, you know, you can tell your listening audience where they can find you on all social media platforms. And we're going to, you can shout out to whoever you need to shout out to, any team members. As you know, this is, will be posted on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you can find your podcast, um, your favorite podcast platform. So the table is yours again, Yanisa. Once again, thank you so much, Sensi, for having me on. Uh, it, it was just a pleasure sharing my story and uh, just giving uh, you and uh, the rest of your audience just a glimpse uh, into uh, my world. So uh, for more information, you can find me at yanissax.com. Yanissa is spelled Y-A 
and like Nancy, I-S-S-A-X, so yanistax.com. And from there, you have all of my social media handles. But you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram um, at Yanissa underscore X. So that's it for my social media. And yes, much love, uh, peace and respect to you, Sensi, and uh, your whole audience. Um, I'm so glad I could be here and uh, share uh, my voice because, you know, that's what, that's a beautiful thing about the era we're in now is that you can hear uh, diverse uh, voices out there and get many different perspectives and just, you know, just enjoy the beauty of uh, diversity and authenticity. That's what I'm all about. I love that, Yanisa, because on part two, we're going to dive, we're going to dive even deeper into your career now. Uh, oh, nice. right, <laughs> yes, we're going to dive deeper into your career. You know, you, this is the, you know, the opening, the iceberg, and then this is the first podcast uh, um, that I have done with you. I don't know if this is your first podcast interview, but um, this is, you know, the, the opening to the audience because I, I'd like to keep up with uh, my, my guests as we go along because as you know within the nft and how this whole uh new technology will change the way um we we, we go about life i'm doing it on my end just as one interview at a time you know so i understand the aspects of what individuals are doing the ups and downs the highs and lows uh, you know the in betweens and with your story as i said this is um photography now is, is the hot topic in the industry uh, for the audience. Um, this is, as I said, a recap again. We had Yanisa, uh, all the way from Canada, visual artist. And Yanisa now is uh, almost a decade into photography where she has now expanded uh, within a new technology and bringing back the life of storytelling through the lens. So for our listening audience, we'd like to tell you once again, Yanisa, thank you. And for part two, we'll dive deeper into Yanisa's ex journey into photography. Talk to you soon. Thank you.